Brought to you the week of October 24, 2010. This is Podcast Starter. Hey, how you doing out there? This is James Kennison, and you're listening to Podcast Starter Episode 1, helping you to start, shape up, and share your own hobby podcast. Now, when I say hobby podcast, I don't mean a podcast about hobbies, people. I'm talking about if you're a hobbyist podcaster, and this is what you do for fun. You're not out there maybe trying to make a fortune. Uh, you're not out there to shake the entire nation. You just want to have a lot of fun, meet some great people, and create an audience. And that's what this show is all about. It's about helping you to do what you want to do with your show. And uh, this episode is our very first one. Um, I would go ahead and, and direct you toward the other shows in the NLCast network. I've been doing podcasting um, since December of 06. And I've done quite a few shows in my day, and very many of them are still uh, available in our network over at NLCast.com. That may have been how you found this show. Uh, of course, this show's website is podcaststarter.com. But uh, I'd love for you to go over there to nlcast.com and check out all the shows. We're talking about uh, a geek uh, talk show that I do called Brokia, a question and answer show called Explicit Answers, uh, a, a podcast for children I do with my daughter called Podcast Kid. Uh, and there's other shows over there I'd love for you to check out at nlcast.com. Now, I say I've been podcasting since December 06. That's kind of cheating, isn't it? Because I've, it's, it sounds longer than it has, but I did. I started at the end of uh, 2006, one month from being in 07. So uh, I've got a little bit of podcast cred. I've done several shows, the, the biggest one of which has been Nobody's Listening. And uh, that was formerly at NLCast.com. Now you can find that show, the archives of, of three years of podcasts, 156 episodes at podcast.nlcast.com. Um, but uh, again, my name is James Kennison, and I've been doing this for a while. And I, I, you know, over the years, I've been getting questions and saying, "How do you do this? And how do you do that? How do you do shows? What do you use? And all that." And um, oh, uh, several times in those questions, I've been asked to start a show uh, where I help other people do podcasting. And there's so many of them out there. Okay, there's a ton, but I don't know that there's ones out there specifically for the guy. <sighs> That doesn't, like I said, doesn't want to shake the the doesn't want to change the universe with their show. They just want to have fun. Okay, now if you are one of those guys, you're going to get a lot out of the show. But if you're not, you're not going to be looked down on. You're not going to be handed a bunch of of, of super expensive equipment and told that you can't podcast unless you have ten thousand people listening to your show. We're talking about people that have you know thirty people, three hundred people, a uh, thousand folks. Um, listening to their podcast, and that's fine with them. That's fine. So anyway, welcome to back, or welcome back, welcome to uh, the brand new uh, podcast starter. Okay. Um, before we get into our main topic, which is six tips for starting a hobby podcast, let me tell you, you can contact us anytime you want, um, day or night, uh, via f- a phone line and an email. The phone line is 2095-NLCAST, okay? 2095-NLCAST. That'll get you to our uh, phone line. If you'd want to like to email us, it's podcaststarter at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter 
twitter.com slash NLCast. I haven't gotten a Twitter set up for the show yet, but there probably will be one soon. Stay tuned for episode two for that. But anyway, let's jump in. Um, this is based on an article that I wrote back in 2007, okay? Uh, December of 2007, so a full year after I started my first show. Okay, and here's here's tip number one. Uh, keep it simple. These are six tips for starting a hobby podcast. First, keep it simple, especially if you're pressed for time in real life. A lot of time, um, all you sit and think about when you're starting a show is how long it's actually going to take to record it. And if you're doing a half-hour show, you might be thinking, ah, i got a half-hour a week. That's great. That's great. Um, or, you know, if it's an hour-long show, you think, no big deal. i got an hour to give. But let me just tell you this. Not only do you have the actual recording, you do have prep time, okay? And a lot of times, prep time takes as much, if not more time, than actually doing the show. And then you've got what they call post-production time, which is where you're you're taking your MP3 or your WAV file or whatever, and you're mixing it down, maybe adding music or tr- chopping off the in- the intro and the ending, you know, to, to take all the dead space out. You're 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 setting up your post, you're uploading it, you're tagging it, and blah 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 blah, writing ID three tags and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to take you a while. Okay, so I would actually say at the beginning, if you're a perfectionist like me. It used to take me hours, hours. I would go through each podcast and pick out every um and every stutter and every issue, and I'd go through and edit it, and it would literally take me four hours plus to uh, mix down and release my show. Now, my goal with you is to eventually show you how I do this and, and the steps that I've taken to simplify that process. But for now, let me just say this. Keep it simple. Keep everything you do simple. And here's why. Because if you don't keep it simple, you will quit. You will quit. Most shows don't make it past three episodes. And if they do, they don't make it past five. And if they make it past five, they probably won't make it past eight. Most shows end and fail well before they even make eight shows. And it's because we get these grandiose ideas. We want it to be big and awesome and fun. But then we end up complicating it to the point that we can't even fathom sitting down and doing it again. Okay, so simplicity should be the rule of every aspect of your show. Okay, the website should be clean and simple. Don't bog it down with a bunch of ads right off. Don't put, you don't need forums right off the bat. Um, You pretty much on your website, all you need is a way to contact. You don't even need a phone number initially, but an email address, how to how to subscribe, and um, and how to and, and then the the actual uh, audio files ready for download right there on the top. Okay, so make sure that you keep it simple. Second thing I would suggest is educating yourself. To podcast, you need to know computers, you need to know the internet, you need to know how to record audio, you need to know a little bit about impression, compression and encoding and uploading and creating RSS feeds, uh, you need to know how to blog, you need to know how to network a little bit. Now, this, this show is going to show, uh, step by step, we're going to go through all of those things, but right off the bat, you do need to educate yourself. I would not suggest jumping in head first. If you want to, you can, but if you want to set yourself up for success before you even record your first show, you need to educate yourself. You need to know what you're getting into. That way you're setting yourself up for success and to win. Okay, you wouldn't just jump into a car and start driving. You, you you learn how to do it. And even though part of driving is getting behind the wheel and learning how to make those turns and learning how much to spin the wheel, and you can't learn a lot of it out of a book, you do need to know all of the basics before you dive in. Okay. 
The other uh, tip for starting a hobby podcast is I would say try to do as much of it as possible for free. Okay, I know certain types of people, they get really passionate about something. They want to go out and they want to buy everything that they need. They want the best of the best. I was friends with this guy in college that was like that. He took up cycling and oh my gosh, he went out and he bought everything. Then he got into uh, rollerblading and and, uh, uh, street hockey or something. He went out and bought so much equipment that the guys that were doing it didn't even want to play with him because he looked like he was just so GQ'd out and everything. Um, Just, just. If you're one of those kind of people, or even if you're not, you don't know if you're going to stick with it. Don't go and spend a ton of money on equipment and then end up hating it or not being able to do it or feeling, you know, whatever, whatever. Try to do as much of it for free. You can podcast with a very minimum of the computer mic that came with your computer. If you have a Mac, it's going to be even easier than that. You can use your iPod. You can use um, anything that will record audio. You can get a handheld recorder down at Best Buy. You don't need a ton of equipment to get started. Uh, so try it. Try it for free. Um, you know, don't. The only thing I might suggest you spend money on, and it's because it's so cheap, is to get a URL, and that's also to help you f- make sure you have an original show title. Okay, uh, so make sure the one you you want is available before you choose your name, and that way, um, even if you only use it, or if you don't use it at all, you've spent maybe ten bucks for the entire year, uh, and that's if you don't have a code. Okay, Um, and there's lots of places out there that you can go and get uh, URLs, but try to do it for free if you can. The other suggestion I would have is to use FeedBurner. Okay, a lot of folks want stats and things, and FeedBurner, in my opinion, is not the best place for stats, statistics on how many downloads you're getting, but um, it it does have. it, it has a lot of, of options for creating your feed. And a lot of times if you try to do podcasting for free, you're going to end up with a hosting service that wants to kind of own your RSS feed. And though you may not know what an RSS feed is right now, I will just tell you that it is the single most important thing in your podcast. Okay, It is the way people um, automatically download your content to their iPod or their computer is through your podcast-only RSS feed. And FeedBurner, what it does is it takes your feed, no matter where it's coming from, processes it through FeedBurner, okay, which is a website. It adds things to your feed, cleans it up if it's a little bit broke, and then it distributes it back out again. The benefit of that is you can go to FeedBurner and change the feed that is coming into it anytime you want. Now, if you don't understand that, let me give you an example. Say for some reason you're you're at blogger.com or something. I don't even know if that's a real site. I'm just saying you're there, and so your original feed is blogger.com slash question mark equals RSS, blah, 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 blah. It's a bunch of stuff, and that's what people have been using. Um, but you've been pointing that into FeedBurner. Well, people haven't been using that original feed. They've been using the FeedBurner feed. So now when you go to thisismypodcast.com, and now you're – Feed your original feed isn't blogger.com anymore. It's um, it's uh, my this is my feed or my podcast.com slash podcast feed or something like that. Uh, you don't have to go around to a hundred people and tell them to change their information. You just go to FeedBurner, type in the new thing, FeedBurner refreshes, grabs the new content, and boom. The worst that can happen is that you get double downloads in uh, in your episodes show up twice 
in uh, in iTunes for people, which is slightly annoying, but people don't seem to mind too much. It's better than losing your feed completely. This is the biggest thing that somebody saved me from. His name was Michael. He used to do a podcast called uh, uh, the the Weekly Murloc. It was a World of Warcraft podcast and he saved my life because he told me use and own your own feed now if you're using www.thisismypodcast.com and you know you're going to keep that forever and you don't want to use feed burner that's fine that's fine but if you think things are going to change around um just go for it pod it's just it's good um i will say this about statistics okay there are free services out there that that um you can route your podcast through we'll get into more details on that later but um i highly suggest blueberry b-l-u-b-r-y i think is how it's spelled um you can uh, add something to your feed and it will count how many downloads you got um podcasting can be lonely Okay, that's what Michael told me years and years ago. And he's right, especially when you're getting started because you're sitting there talking to a microphone like I am now. You put that stuff out there and you don't know if people are getting it. The only, the only way you know is through reviews on iTunes, through uh, email and feedback. And um, if you have a friend, a like page on Facebook. Uh, but other than that, it's just you and a microphone. And if you've got a small audience, you know, you can't expect a ton of people to answer you right away. But getting those stats will at least tell you, hey, there's somebody downloading your show, okay? So anyway, I would suggest using FeedBurner. I, I find that their stats are significantly lower than every other stat service I use. I use about three. Um, and uh, So Libsyn is where I host. They keep a stats. They keep stats for me. Um, and I highly suggest Lis- Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N, by the way. Um, if you do use them, though, let me, uh, let me send you – uh, via a referral, so uh, you can hook me up with something for you know it gives me money basically, and and it doesn't cost you any more or any less, and that would be huge. Um, but then, uh, but but Libsyn has stats, uh, and then uh, Blueberry uses stats, and then FeedBurner uses stats, and I just I just find FeedBurners is so wonky. I don't understand what they're doing. But anyway, everything else about what they do is awesome. You can uh, set it up to where people can subscribe to your feed via email. That's really great for folks that don't have iPods or don't know how to use. The, you know, maybe they're ten years, fifteen years in the past, and they still think everything's about email. Um, you know, anyway, that's really good for them. I would say number five is start strong. Start strong. When you release your first episode, don't spend the whole show talking about what your show is going to be about. You'll notice my first episode, I kind of hate first episodes, to be honest, because you always feel like you need to introduce yourself and over-introduce and tell everybody what you're going to be about. I briefly went through that. I gave you a little bit about myself, and then I jumped right in the content. So make sure your first show is entertaining, because you know what? It's going to be the one people go back to, because here's what they do. All right, say you're 15 shows in. All these new people are suddenly starting to notice your show and they go, they listen to number 15 and they go back and they listen to 14 or maybe they go back to 13. They listen to those three. If they like you and they love what you're doing, they are going to go back and download every single episode. I don't know why, but that's what people do. And they're going to start with episode one. And that first episode is going to be listened to over and over and over and very well may be the most downloaded show in your entire feed after a while. Because people go back and listen to that. Give them something worth listening to. Introduce yourself, but um, you know, don't sit there and focus on what you're going to do. Just do it. Because after that initial show, 
you know, you can probably plan on five or six people downloading that first show if you're if you're brand new to the game, uh, and that's going to be your mom, your sister, and you, and whoever else at work you can talk into recording it. Uh, so you don't really need to tell everybody what you're going to do because by the time most people listen to your first show, you will have already been doing it. Okay. Uh, also, uh, make sure you got you have great show art. If there's three main things I could tell people about what to do with their show instead of six, I would say have a great sound quality. Start strong with great sound quality. I would say start strong with great show art. That's going to be a 600 by 600 pixel image. Um, that is just going to make your show look good. If you don't know how to graphic design, that's fine. Do something with just text and a background or maybe a photo of you or something like that. There's ways to do it with Photoshop or even online uh, graphic editors and stuff like that that will make you look really good and won't make you look really ghetto. Um, anything's better than not having something, but something with just your title on it, uh, a 600 by 600 pixel image would be awesome. And then the third thing I would say, so the first one was good sound quality. The second one was a good show image. The third one um, would be a cross between a great title and, and great content. So maybe I'll say four things, but you want to have great content. And so start strong, start strong. Here's my other middle, my little suggestion here. This is really turning into being like 15 things to consider. But I did write this article that I'm using as my reference uh, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, and that would be to throw away your first show. Okay. Um, most uh, now, this one is my first podcast in this. It's first episode in this podcast series called uh, Podcast Starter. But I've been doing this for a while. But if I hadn't, what I would do is I would record a show. I would call it Episode Zero. I would never release it. Never release it. And then I would sit on that. And on Episode One, which would be actually my second podcast, I would release that. And then Episode Two and Episode Three. And then. As time goes by, the first week I decided I could not do a show no matter what. Then, after I've got a little bit of an audience, I go and release episode zero. And I tell them, hey, this is an unreleased episode. This is the first one I ever did. And then if it's imperfect, you know what? Your fans already like you, your listeners, whatever you want to call them. And they will forgive you and they'll actually love how crappy it is. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's just my 10 cents. Now, most people are not going to do that. You're not going to be disciplined enough to do it. But I, I promise you, if you will sit down and record your first show twice, that second time, you are going to learn so much from that. Okay. Lastly, I would say number six um, is be consistent. Be consistent. Um, I don't care if you're a monthly show. If you're a monthly show, you better be recording once a month. If you're bi-weekly, weekly, three times a week, every single day, whatever you decide to do and whatever you have times for, I would say be consistent. Now, I am the worst at this. I didn't used to be, but we went through a period where I was moving and and we moved halfway across the country and had to buy a house and a new job and you know blah, blah, blah. Uh, people will forgive you for that, but I'm going to tell you, I took a hit. I took a hit. I don't know. I don't know what's in the minds of people, but man, if you do not have content for some reason, they will unsubscribe. I had a. Uh, I have a suggestion for you. If you early on, if you can't do a show, and you're saying, "Oh, I can't do it," record something. At very minimum, post on your blog. Hey, 
Uh, sorry, couldn't do a show. Here's what's going on. We'll be back next week. But at, at most, sit down for five seconds and say, hey, guys and girls, this is uh, this is James from Nobody's Listening Podcast. I hate it, but we're not going to be able to record this week. So uh, just hang in there. We're, we've got a great show coming for you. We had one planned, but um, my wife's head exploded. I cannot do the show this week. So we'll see you guys next week, 930, Monday night, blah, blah, blah. Um, and part of being consistent, by the way, is if, if you don't put it on your calendar, it ain't going to happen. Consistency means you pick a night of the week that you podcast or an afternoon on a Saturday and you pick, you look at your calendar and you say, okay, where am I going to have some dead time where there's nobody else talking? For me, it's after bedtime. Um, I record two shows on Monday, two shows on Tuesday. I do um, one on Saturday and I'll probably end up doing two of them on Saturday night. Or And if I miss Saturday night because of the flexibility of my, of my personal audio journal at GOK dot nlcast.com i can record on sunday night it's not a big deal but with this one i'm either going to choose a sunday night or a saturday night i'm going to record it every single week at the same time it's right there i even have it tickle me you know it sends me a little email message and a text message to remind me in case i've forgotten hey it's time to sit down and do your show especially if you have a monthly show now there's very rarely a monthly show i have one it's a children's ministry podcast at cmmonthly.com and um, it's a one-hour show, sometimes one hour, 15 minutes, and we just go through once a month. I did that on purpose. I didn't, I didn't, don't have a tremendous amount to say about children's ministry that would fill a weekly show, and the audience doesn't warrant it. It does really good for the niche, but it's not, you know, in the thousands. The downloads are probably 600 or 700 or less, and that's after three years of podcasting once a month. Um, but that's probably my most inconsistent show. Because even though I record it every last Sunday night of the month, it's the one that's hardest to remember because I don't do it regularly. So uh, whatever you do, do it consistent, okay? Um, It's okay for a hobby podcast to miss a week here or there. Just let the people know. And if you know you're going to miss, tell them at the end of the next show or the previous show. Hey, we'll see you guys in two weeks now. Don't don't unsubscribe. Just hang in there, blah, 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 blah. Let me throw one more in there. And that would be um, to to as soon as you can get a uh, record a promo. A promo is basically you talking into a microphone and telling people what your show is about. Okay, it doesn't need a whole bunch of music. Uh, just make sure people can hear it, stuff like that. But get a promo. Um, if you have any questions or tips. I mean, there's a million things you could say. Matter of fact, I'm going to have to just stop right now because I could just keep talking about this topic forever. Things are coming to my mind. I'll have to postpone them to the next show. Uh, But if you find any of these tips helpful, if you have anything um, that you'd like to add, or if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer for you on the end of uh, the next show, contact me, uh, podcaststarter at gmail.com. And um, I will post links to... um, a very interesting article that, and I say that not because I think it is, but because people seem to hit it a lot. And that's the uh, answer to the question, how do you podcast? I'll put that in the show notes of episode one uh, over at, at uh, podcaststarter.com. It's called How I Podcast 2010 Edition. And I may go ahead and, and even link to the 2007, 2008, and 2009. I mean, it is it has changed quite a bit over the years. Um, but I started very simple and... Um, and actually more complicated if you ask me. Uh, But anyway, we're going to talk more about that later. This is the end of episode one. Thank you for checking us out. Remember, email is podcaststarter at gmail.com. Email 
NLCast. You can follow us at twitter.com slash NLCast. Check out the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time right here on Podcast Starter. (laughs) 